Howdy! This is the Views from the Shot podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today it is Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. And I wish you a very, very, very happy Wave all your fingers at your neighbor day. Today's show is, as always, presented by Big Banter Sports. And today, well, I decided to do something a little different. We're going to have Burke White on joining the show from the Often Daunted podcast. He specializes in covering Indiana athletics, including that Indiana Hoosiers basketball team that knocked off Ohio State last night as Ohio State blew its second, yes, its second 18-point lead this season. The Buckeyes fall to Indiana. Final score, 76-73. to Ohio State remains planted right near the basement snug with Michigan in the Big Ten, and after the Buckeyes outscore Indiana 42-29 to in the first half, Indiana comes back and outscores Ohio State 47-31 to in the second half. So, naturally, you may wonder, what went wrong? You may naturally wonder, will Chris Holtman have a job by the time I listen to this episode? You may also wonder, is Ohio State season dead? All of those things will be spoken about on this episode, including much more on this reaction episode to the Buckeyes falling to Indiana. This show, of course, as always, is sponsored by College Basketball Analytics. That's cbbanalytics.com. You can use the code SHOT. That's S-C-H-O-T-T, SHOT short for views from the shop podcast to get an entire month free off and subscription with CBB analytics. You can see incredibly detailed stats, highly analytical and be the most well-informed basketball fan at the water cooler amongst your friends at the playground or wherever else you may talk Ohio state basketball or college basketball in general. You'll just have to go there Give it a look, give it a try, and you can thank me later. That's cbbanalytics.com. Use the code SHOT to get an entire month free. So, without further ado, let's go talk to Burke White about Ohio State's loss to Indiana. Quick note, by the way, on Chris Holtman. I'm just going to say this right now, and, and I've said it, I've been clear about this, but I will be even more clear now. The goal for Chris Holman this season when sitting down with Gene Smith, I can tell you, was progress. Show me progress. Ohio State has now blown two 18-point leads. They are now 13th place in the Big Ten. They have now lost, what, seven of eight at this point, and this season looks like it could end even worse than last season. So if you're wondering about Chris Holman and his status with the team, I will tell you, It is very uncommon to see head coaches relieved of their duties during the regular season, and I'm still not convinced that even as bad as this game was, I'm not convinced that that is going to happen to Chris Holtman in the season. However, 
I do not see at this point any way that Chris Holtman returns for next season heading into 2024-2025. Regardless of Ross Bjork and Gene Smith and the transition there, I do not see Chris Holtman coming back. He's a great guy, very, very kind, very, very professional, deals with tough media members, but I do not think that he will be back with Ohio State at this point. I think that's very clear. If this team goes on a run, Chris Holtman still has enough time to save his job. I just don't think that he's the fit for Ohio State. So we'll keep a lookout on that. I don't have any intel on that. That's just my hunch. That's my gut. Haven't spoken with anyone on it just simply because we're just now ending this game and I don't really have time to, but I'll dig on that obviously in the meantime. And if I find anything out that I'm able to share, then of course I will. But that's all I know as of right now. So again, appreciate appreciate you listening to today's show. I will shut up only for a second before you shut me off, and then Burke and I will chat here for a few minutes on Ohio State and Indiana. Make sure you like and subscribe wherever you're getting your podcasts. Give a five-star review if you don't hate the show, and follow wherever you are getting your sports content, at The Shot Pod, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You can find us anywhere on those platforms. Now it's really time for me to shut up before you shut me off. Let's go get to Burke, my conversation with him. Thanks for listening today even as difficult as this season has been. Burke White is here to talk Ohio State and Indiana. Burke feeling a little bit more optimistic than Buckeye Nation is as of right now. Burke from the Often Daunted podcast and a part of the Big Banter Sports Network as well. Burke, Ohio State has lost. It has blown its second 18-point lead in a season. And yet, as we talk, getting into this episode about how we're feeling and things like that, you said, Indiana fan base, as bad as it feels for Ohio State, you guys aren't quite feeling all that great either, even with this win. So what's the what are the thoughts right now? in general, Indiana basketball-wise? Man, there's just so so much hanging over this program, and I know I'm preaching to the choir because I'm on an Ohio State podcast right now. And, I mean, yeah, you guys drop in those last I, one in seven in the last eight. Is that what it is now? Yeah, probably about just, that. I mean, this, this game just – it was just a truly a very movable object meeting a very stoppable force right now in the Big Ten. And, uh, yeah, just the Hoosiers losing four of their last five heading into this one. Man, this game, everything that has plagued this program and has resulted in losses, I mean, you guys saw it throughout the entire first half. Just just turnovers aplenty. Gabe Cups not being ready as a freshman, which, I mean, that's understandably. Like, because he was forced into a position, a position that he just wasn't, and it's not even fair to expect him to be ready. Um. But it's just it's just been tough, man. The the Hoosier fan base has put all their eggs in the Xavier Johnson basket. And you know what? Egg on our face because the sixth year super deluxe max ultra senior like you would you would think everyone's always like, hey, you need a point guard to win. You need a point guard with experience to win. Xavier Johnson has an unparalleled level of experience just with the covid year with everything. And we just put all the eggs in that basket that he would be able to deliver. I mean, following just that run, that spree of games where you had two flagrants throughout three games, and it's just, it, it's just been a mess, man. It's it's from the top down, the the message of this program just isn't making its way through through the 
depth of it that we need it to. And that it's like, what do we even have? This roster is entire because we did put all the eggs in the Xavier Johnson basket. This roster is just, it, it doesn't work. It, it's a square peg in a round hole. Far be it for me to be an invested Ohio state fan and criticize someone named Xavier Johnson, but coming into the preseason, you did not find Xavier Johnson on my first team, big 10, my second big second team, big 10, third team, nothing like that. I was maybe on the outside looking in, not buying in on Xavier Johnson and the experience just because we hadn't really seen it yet. And he obviously was not there for Indiana tonight. Hoosiers still pick up the win. So talking about this game specifically, Ohio State and Indiana, what's your number one reaction, takeaway, observation as we step away from this game just a couple minutes after it's concluded here? Trey was All-American Trey because throughout the season, you get three versions of Trey. You get ice-cold Trey for 80% of the season. You get good Trey for 15, and you get All-American Trey Galloway for 5% of the season. And he the, that 5% showed up today. And the, the joke amongst Ohio State fans is that typically there is one player who just goes off against Ohio State. The first time that Ohio State and Indiana played, it was Malik Renew. When Ohio State has taken on other Big Ten plays, Big Ten teams against Nebraska, it was Rink Most. For some reason, going for over 30 and hitting a bunch of threes. And it's been that way all season in Big Ten play, where some rando decides to just absolutely go off for the opposing team. You see that you're taking on Ohio State, and the the sixth guy down on the bench says, I'll drop a cool 15, I guess. That's fine with me. (laughs) So I know Trey Galloway is far from a, a rando, but for Indiana, it's been Khalil Ware and... Malik Renew, it's been all about the front court for Indiana. So Ohio State's inability to stop Trey Galloway when at the half, I believe Galloway was the best shooter from Indiana. He was two of five. The rest of the players for Indiana were shooting well below 40%. Hoosiers were shooting, I want to say, 33% from the field in the first half. And then the second half comes around. And of course, someone has to go off for Indiana because that's how it goes when Ohio State plays Indiana. Now, Ohio State, when it comes to how they played tonight and, and my biggest takeaway from them, obviously we can talk about Chris Holtman and and that's a pretty tired take at this point, but it, it, it is worth saying that at this point, I, I wrote an article just a couple days ago about the complexities behind Chris Holtman being let go at the end of the year or even before then. All the different logistical nightmares going on within the Ohio State Athletics Department and not only that, but within its own coaching staff, if you're going to let go of Holtman right now, who's going to replace him? But this this game has just ended Ohio State's hopes of making it to the NCAA tournament, if they even had that. For the rest of the season, Ohio State has one game, one game in the quad one at home. That's going to be at Purdue coming up, not this upcoming Sunday, but the next Sunday. That's it. Ohio State has no other opportunities to make its mark, and they just lost a quad three game. You can't have that. So not only is Ohio State, they're effectively out. There is there's no more hope for Ohio State basketball to go to the NCAA tournament this season. It's over. It is over. Ohio State could win out. They'd have to win the Big Ten tournament in order to get in. It is over. Mathematically, 
There is nothing Ohio State can do with the resume that it has right now and with what's on their schedule. It's over. So not only do you have that with this loss to Indiana, which was probably true coming into this game, but now especially true now that you lose from Indiana, but it's the second 18-point lead blown this season by Chris Holtman. This one at home, the other one at Penn State in December. Second half comes around. In your eyes, what was it that brought Indiana back, gave them life? Because the other thing, actually, before I ask you a question, I'm going to continue to talk. Another <laughs> another observation I have from this one, second half especially, and, and, and even in the first half, Indiana looked like they couldn't give a crap less about what was going on on the hardwood. I it, the the effort was lackadaisical. They even though they were plus on the rebounding margin at the end of the first half, they looked like they couldn't care less about if they came down with the ball. You've got technical fouls. You've got Khalil Ware and, and Malik Renew clearly upset with everything that's going on, and you're up by 18, and you're like, there's no way that this Indiana team is going to even make this a game. And you're 10 minutes left in the first, in the second half, and Ohio State is still keeping a 10, 12, 13, 9-point lead. And at that point, you're saying, mm, man, I really do want to put a couple bucks down on Ohio State not covering whatever the live spread was. And if you did, you obviously made money at that point. But you're like, this certainly, it can't go wrong this time, right? The chemistry isn't there for Indiana. They've got nothing going in the front court. They're not scoring in the paint. There's foul trouble all over. There's no way Indiana can get back in it. And yet Ohio State still finds a way to lose this game. So to bring that full circle, Burke, in your eyes, what did Indiana do to get back in this game in the second half? How did Ohio State lose it? Well, I think Indiana just found its footing. I mean, Indiana has been plagued by scoreless droughts this year. And in the first half, we had scoreless drought after scoreless drought after scoreless drought. Like, uh, credit to Mason Williams, IU Media School, class of 2024. He's an absolute treasure trove of IU stats out there, any stats that matter. And he he just uh, collected the just droughts for us. From the 1955 mark to the 1630, Indiana scoreless. From the 1524 to the 1052, Indiana scoreless. From 1052 to 651, Indiana scoreless. It's it, that, that has reared its head throughout the entire season. And luckily, Indiana found a way to find some will in the second half. Like so many people credit, like say, uh, you know, effort is a it shouldn't be a caliber statistic. But you just said it yourself. Like if if you truly believe you can't like weigh or observe effort, watch Indiana basketball over the course of this season, because that first half was evidence of it. They just they, you can say that, you know, effort is a crutch, a catch-all for, like, oh, what they aren't doing right. But, no, like, it is what it is. You, you can't watch that Indiana first half and not see that that's what it was. Like, it's it's crazy at times. And it, but, it feels like it extended in the second half, too. Khalil Ware, even that goaltending, that was just – that was beyond idiotic. No offense to yeah. Khalil. If, if he happens to listen to the show – Great basketball player. Uh, congrats on the transition. Come on. <laughs> but that was, hor- I mean, Roddy Gale's not making that layup. He, he He's not going to make that layup. Roddy Gale, not the highest IQ basketball player. That shot's not going in. And you just gift Ohio State two points. So, and, and you mentioned the, the scoreless streaks for Ohio State. They went, I believe, three full minutes without a field goal in the second half. They were 0-7 from the field. Sorry, they're, they went five and a half minutes without a field goal in the second half. Jamison Battle couldn't hit a shot. 
Bruce Thornton couldn't hit a shot. Roddy Gale, who was five of five in the first half, couldn't hit a shot. So naturally, you think, maybe we go to Evan Mahaffey. Mahaffey had shown some good basketball in the first half. He's been really up and down for Ohio State this year. But Ohio State never really went to him. So my question there was, why in the world is Ohio State, if you can't, if you want to continue to play basketball, like all five players on your on your offense are wearing rain boots and you just want to clog everything up and no one wants to go set off ball screens, there's no motion, there's no movement, that's fine. Give the ball to Mahaffey down in the paint and let him go try to make a layup because Bruce Thornton can't slip off anyone. Roddy Gale can't drive in a lane and get a bucket. So do something different. And that's something that Ohio State failed to do down the stretch. Now we have to talk about these final couple minutes. And I think most importantly for Ohio State, you look at the final possession and Chris Holtman throws out Dale Bonner, who I believe was three of his last 30 from three. Ohio State is down by three points. Dale Bonner is three of his last 30 from three. Why in the world is he in there? Felix Akpar, okay? Couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat shooting three. He couldn't. It's not possible. Something will happen to where he will be suspended in the air. He's never going to hit the water. Might as well. Fans are are very, mm, what's the word? Anti Zed Key this season. That's fine. Zed Key probably has a better shot at making a three than Felix Akpara. So throw him in there over Akpara. You're not going to have time to get a rebound. You don't need him in there. So I get that you 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 loft the ball up to him. He catches it. He gives it to Bruce Thornton. That's fine. And again, Bruce Thornton's the one taking the three. As if we're not aware that Jamison Battle isn't one of the best three-point shooters in the Big Ten this season. So yeah. the personnel decisions with two seconds left in this game, down by three, knowing you need a three, made no sense to me. And the fact that Jamison Battle, also with the height advantage over Bruce Thornton, is not getting the ball in his hands to get a three up. I'm not going to go, I didn't go back and watch the film to see if battle potentially could have been open, but that play was drawn up for Felix Apar to catch the ball and give it to Bruce Thornton and let him shoot a three. Why is Jamison battle not there instead of Bruce Thornton? These are small. I don't even think that's not even small. That's just obvious at this point that you have got to start making changes. If you're Chris Holtman to personnel and adjustments like that need to be made that if someone with a common eye can see that it's hard to see how. Chris Holtman and Mike Nettie and Jake Diebler and everyone on that staff can't see it as well. So that's a long way. Yeah. Hey, on that, I mean, the, the IU fans feel that as well throughout the season, we've seen Mike Woodson foul his own guys out. It's absolutely bananas. Like I, I, I almost thought like when he said, when we took him out in the first half with two fouls, I think we were down like 10 points in the first half. It's like, that's so many times that he does that. And then it gets to a 20 point game. And then the Hoosiers just all but give up. Like, like you can't sub him out to the result of getting the getting the uh, the opposition's lead to just an insurmountable level. And uh, th- those kind of frustrations have just been running throughout this program all season. So I just wanted to tell your any of your Ohio State fans, like you, hey, you got some comrades over here. Yeah, and and take me through this as well. So this game. Uh, I I wish Ohio State didn't play in the Big Ten because of the officiating. I mean, it, it's oh, a rough yeah, show yeah, every yeah, it's night. Crazy. It, it's disgusting to watch. <laughs> but in this one, the free throw game was insane. Let me actually find these numbers really quickly here. So Ohio State in this one goes 24 of 27 from the free throw line. Indiana goes Damn. 21 
of 31. 67% was Dude, in that's the a, that's a good day. That's how our season is going. We and averaged 63. We yeah. averaged 63%. Dude, I am screaming throughout, uh, screaming into my microphone all season. This is shit that you figured you learned in CYO ball. You learned in grade school ball. Like, hit your free throws. It's it, Watching this Indiana team at the line is the most hair in like pulling experience you will ever have if you support them <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank yeah, god I mean, i'm sure ohio state fans could have a laugh watching them that that's it these are the two maybe most disgruntled fan bases in the big 10 maybe with michigan but ohio state since adding on chris holtman to this staff has not gone in the right direction that's clear and what i've been saying not all year but in the past several weeks at least is that all Ohio state, all Gene Smith and Chris Holtman have been talking about is progress. If Gene Smith simply sees progress from Ohio state and from Chris Holtman to close out this season, he will still be at Ohio state next year, regardless of whether or not Ross Bjork wants him there. It's just a fact of the matter. At this point, there's absolutely no progress. And I'm seeing a tweet right now from former Ohio state player, Mark Titus, at Club Trillion, we we know that uh, he wasn't maybe a star on the floor, but he was off. Uh, he says, quote, worst part is I wasn't surprised at all. Like, no part of me had that pit in the stomach feeling as Indiana came back. Just pure apathy and numbness, which is far worse than heartbreak. I want to care again. I miss caring about my college basketball team. And I would assume that Indiana fans may have that similar sentiment. But that's exactly where I was after this game was... I, I wasn't to the point of numbness, numbness. I was just like straight up depression. Like what has Ohio state basketball come to and how can we lose two 18 point leads in a season? And if you lose those leads, that's fine. Go win by seven, like whatever. It's not good to lose an 18 point lead, but go win the game. And Ohio state failed to do that twice now. And this fan base is not only reeling, I'm seeing people who are saying, I've been a season ticket holder. I'm not renewing my season tickets until Holtman is fired. I'm seeing people saying I'm not going to games until Holtman is fired. Now, hand up, I'm going to at least two more Ohio State basketball games this season. So my bad, guys. Sorry for not joining the boycott. But this fan base is is very, very upset. And I think it's to the point of people are not going to watch. People are not going to tune in. And this market, this Ohio State market, there's a reason why the Buckeyes begin to play on Sundays this time of year. Their first Sunday game that I can that I can remember this year that's actually on a major network and isn't against freaking Central Michigan is not this Sunday, but next Sunday against the number one team in the nation, Purdue, or whatever they're ranked. Who cares about the AP poll? They don't know what they're doing. Anyway, they're, they're going to go take <laughs> on Purdue, and they've got a couple more Sunday games after that at home. This is what the market wants, is to see a good Ohio State basketball team playing on a Sunday afternoon when football is over. Everyone knows that Ohio State can't take that market because of the fan base, and right now it's not going to take it. The tickets are not going to be sold. They're giving away free t-shirts tonight. Nobody is there at that game. They've had a bunch of discounts for tickets so far this year. No one has been there. This has been the lowest attendance since last year, and it's been a 13% drop-off from last year. So the fan base has been beaten to a pulp at this point. So we're, we're kind of both sulking in, in misery here, but at least you get the win. So take me through at this point, you're moving forward from here. You've got a couple still marquee games left on the schedule for Indiana. 
What are your what are your thoughts? What are your expectations? Are you do you have any hope that this can be an NCAA tournament team? Man, I I'm I'm ignorantly optimistic. It, like wherever I can be, I like to see the brighter side. But this team has done so much. They've done this all season, and like almost this this game. I'm so grateful for a Hoosier win. Always grateful for a Hoosier win. But man, almost the release of anxiety that would have come with this loss. Like, like I, I don't want to say I'm jealous of Ohio State fans right now, but honestly, I'm thinking about my mindset, where I would be at if Indiana had lost this game. It's right where you guys are. It's right where you are. And and there's – I would be like, man, if somebody could just tell me the season's over now, that would do me a whole lot of good, I think, to my mental well-being. So, yeah, I, I feel for you guys. I genuinely do. Yeah. And, and, and as I've been clear about the Ohio state season is over and, and I've been, I I've actually, I, I don't know if you've, if you've noticed, but I I've gotten kind of drugged through the mud on Twitter multiple times for simply not even being optimistic about Ohio state basketball, but just not hating the program. I've said yeah. Ohio state can still make the tournament or Chris Holtman still has time to turn this around or Chris Holtman's record in January actually isn't that bad over his seven years being at Ohio state. At this point, it's over for Ohio State. And I'm seeing some tweets now coming through here from, from Chris Holtman. He says, quote, we've got great kids. I don't question these kids, but we need to see some results here. What I know from Chris Holtman, what he wants with this program is he wants to see this sophomore class through. I don't think he's going to get the chance to do that. He also said, he was asked, what specifically gives him hope that Ohio State's issues are correctable? Quote, we'll see, end quote. A lot of confidence there. <laughs> dude, dude, that is that is every single Indiana fan's just entire vibe right now because after all of these games, after we gave up that huge lead to Penn State to give them a huge lead and just an absolutely ridiculous win in Assembly Hall, an absolutely unforgivable win in Assembly Hall, it, it's it's exactly the same thing with Mike Woodson. It's it's I need one hero. Like I I I I think you're connected with the Ohio State media room and all that. But I, I'm just pleading to anybody on the IU side in that room to ask him a question, to stand up and say, enough is enough. We need a real answer. All these non-answers I'm so sick of. It's been very, and, and, and very like, similar. In the Ohio case State. of Woodson and Holtman, like, what's the issue? You would only help your standing if you were to give us an answer. Mm -hmm. Like, like what you are doing right now, these non-answers, these filler words, these ultimately just nothings. They mean just that they're nothing. And it, it's, it's, if you were to give us answer of any substance, it's just a tide over the fan base. Maybe it, we could get, have a little more hope in what's going on. Yeah. And, and that's been something I don't, I think it was the Northwestern loss where Ohio state got spanked by 25, 26, 27, whatever the final score was. I had a, a couple people actually reaching out to me saying, Hey, what is Chris Holtman going to say after this loss, this blowout loss at Northwestern, and I basically said it doesn't matter because he's going to say the same stuff that he always does, which is we need to be better. I have confidence that we can turn this around. We've got to be better handling the basketball. We've got to be better against traps and hedges and all these types of things. And it's like, well, just do it instead of telling me that we have to be better. And again, I've tried to be as positive about Chris Holtman as I can. At this point, there's not much to be positive about. So these press conferences after the game, they don't really mean a lot, but it's a good point. Maybe Holtman, maybe he can step up and say, you know what? We suck. My job's on the line. This isn't fun. I'm going to do everything I can to get this turned around. Just 
you know, I, I'm acknowledging that this isn't good. Yeah, at least identify that there is an issue so that we can tell that you know there's an issue. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So as we as we close out this this stretch here where, where the Buckeyes take a, a an embarrassing loss to Indiana, not in that it's Indiana, but in that it's an 18 No, point. this Indiana team, this is an embarrassing loss. That too, yeah, and it's at home. Uh, yeah. But regardless, it's a loss. Any other closing thoughts here from the game itself um absolutely unconscious game from trey galloway like he yeah he the five percent showed up that we needed and just credit to him for being able to find that in the bag on a day that we desperately needed every bit of it to get the slim victory in columbus and then credit to malik renew for beginning just still taking over the conference, just making his name more and more known this, this, this way he's coming down the season with these stretch of just 20 point games. Like I'm excited for what that means for his off season. I think he's going to gather some real buzz. And I think uh, the preseason talks next year will be pretty interesting. And uh, Malik will be involved. Yeah. Malik Renew is looking good. He's a player who can knock down a two or, or a one or two threes every game. And just having that in your bag can be huge, especially with a team like Indiana that is so focused on scoring in the paint. So he's looked really, really good for Indiana so far this year. Burke, uh, one last question here, or not question, but request. Uh, plug the socials, plug the podcast, everything you'd like to about Often Daunted and everything you're working on there. All right, Burke White, uh, I am the host of the Often Daunted podcast. You can find it anywhere you find your favorite podcast, including the great, the wonderful Views from the Shot podcast. And... Uh, yeah, you can follow me anywhere across all socials at Often Daunted. If you were curious about the name, it is a play on our fight song. Never daunted, we cannot falter. You know what? I've watched this team enough to know I'm quite often daunted. So thank you so much for having me on, Tim. And uh, this has been just awesome. Thanks. Yeah, you got it, Burke. And and thanks for the color on the on the name there uh, of Often Daunted. That makes it yeah, 10 yeah. times more funny. So that's good to hear. <laughs> uh, yeah, Burke, we appreciate you joining today. It, it's been a pleasure, even though it wasn't a pleasure watching this game. Um, I guess we wish your Hoosiers the best of luck. Not that we really care one way or another, but sure, go go win a couple <laughs> games and and maybe make a run in the NIT. So appreciate you hopping yeah, on today, yeah. Burke. You know what? And when you were talking about just the, I, I I'm just backpedaling to the middle of it. Like uh, when you were talking about what it would take for the Buckeyes to get in right now, man. How how crazy is it that that tournament option isn't even going to be there next year? Like such a, such a yeah, that's so gutting to the, the any of these teams. Yep, a hundred percent. And I, I tell you what, if if you're out next year, oh my goodness, like that's that's tough. I, and and there are some bad programs in college it, it, or in the Big Ten, in the incoming Big Ten as well. Like USC has done nothing with the talent that it's got this year. But if you're on the outside looking in of a Big Ten tournament, you don't even make the freaking Big Ten tournament. Boy, it's a good thing that we're not a year in advance and Chris Holtman is dealing with the season that he is right now, or who knows, the city of Columbus could get burnt down. So uh, I guess we can be thankful for that. But thanks again, Burke, for hopping on. Make sure you are finding Often Daunted. If you want to get the scoop on Indiana basketball, just get Indiana basketball content in general on social media. So thanks for hopping on today, Burke. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me.